Keeping News Nation family, thank you for watching. Please like, share, and subscribe. You can also help support this channel by getting yourself some Keeping News Nation merch. Also, we are proud to announce that we are now on Patreon, where you will get bonus content, shoutouts, and much more. Thank you again for watching and helping us stay on the quest for truth. Huge shout out to all our Patreon supporters. Thank you so much for your support. We couldn't do this show without you. If you want to help support us, go to patreon.com forward slash Nation. Hey, Skiba News Nation family. My new book, Never Got to Say Goodbye, is now available. My book contains an up-close-and-personal account of who my father, Rob Skiba, truly was as a father and as a man. It includes over a hundred never-before-seen photos of my dad and our family. A portion of the proceeds are going towards funding our search for justice for my dad, Rob Skiba. Visit skibanewsnation.com forward slash book. Again, skibanewsnation.com forward slash book. To learn more about the book, our website will show you where and how you can purchase my book. Also, you can sign up to be notified when my mom's book is ready. Her book will be a first-hand account of the 40 days of terror that my dad and our family experienced at the hands of the medical system that completely denied him of his human rights and how they denied my mom's right to be my dad's medical power of attorney. Thank you so much for your support and for helping us stay on the quest for truth and carrying on my dad's legacy. Welcome to Skiba News Nation, bringing you unfiltered views, news, interviews, discussions, and more. And now, here's your host, Jeremiah Skiba, award-winning musician and son of Rob Skiba. Hey, Skiba News Nation family, welcome back. I'm Jeremiah Skiba, and uh, this is episode nine. We'll be talking about comfort is a drug, big tech protecting groomers, cannibalism is on the rise, Skittles unfit for human consumption, monkeypox is now a global health emergency, an all new Opus Corner, and for history, we'll be talking about Ronald Reagan warned us about liberalism and the Democrats of today, and another George Carlin clip. We also have some memes and much more, so stay tuned. Thank you guys for being here, and I'd like to introduce my co-host, Jake Grant. How you doing, hey, Jake? what's up, Jeremiah? Welcome doing back. Great. Good to be back. I know last week uh, we, I was traveling. We had to do some pre-recording for our episode, but it's great to be back in the saddle so we can have some good conversation on some of these topics. Absolutely. It was a little weird not being able to get uh, feedback from you because I was I, I kept almost saying, you know, like, well, so what do you think about that? And so I just it was a little different, but I'm glad to be back to normal. Yeah, well, <laughs> we'll have a great episode today. We got some really interesting news coming up. And, uh, and I know with Opa's Corner, uh, the new segment we've we've recently added, uh, looking forward to some of his funnies that he's been bringing each week. All right, man. Well, let's get right into current history. All right, guys, for today's current news segment, we're going to be covering a little bit about Skittles being labeled unfit for human consumption. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the monkey pox 
and we're also going to look into uh, how the war in Ukraine is a dangerous proxy war that is drawing in United States resources into this conflict in Asia. And, uh, and so we need to uh, have all these things on our radar. But to start us off, uh, we want to cover uh, some, some pretty significant topics uh, in relations to our mindset. Uh, you know, just recently there's been a lot of talk about economic collapse and, and uh, what should we invest in for the future because crypto is crashing, stocks and all the, the stock market uh, funds are, are going up and down like a roller coaster. Well, I found this interesting meme. Uh, it's time to invest in stocks and in bonds. <laughs> and if you, uh, if you can interpret what this is saying in the picture, uh, livestock <laughs> on the yeah. left and bonds as in drawing closer with your family, creating those relationships that are going to really matter uh, if the stuff hits the fan, if you know what I'm talking about, if you have no friends, if your family's all estranged from you, if, if you don't have relationships to fall back on, then you're not going to do very well. But in this time, in this uh, moment of transition between one state of the world and to another, uh, we have this opportunity to, to invest in the important things. And, you know, one, one would be, you know, prepping, you know, right here I have, uh, some good uh, whole milk from uh, Amish dairy. My family just <laughs> went to. Great, man. We can't d disclose that location because uh, allegedly it's it's a big deal to sell unpasteurized right off the farm milk. But it's some of the most healthy stuff for you. Um, and so we're we're enjoying a couple gallons of that. Uh, have awesome, you ever man. had uh, raw raw milk there? I have. It's very different tasting than than which you know you buy at the store it's a lot i thought it tasted better than than the processed stuff because it just it doesn't it almost doesn't taste real kind of just tastes like a filler like something you put in your oh, cereal yeah, yeah the, the uh i always get really bad kind of like lactose intolerance with drinking pasteurized milk from the grocery store and if you guys go into any grocery store you're going to find that the prices of all of these commodities that we're so used to buying are going through the roof. Like, and these are actually unhealthy uh, things because the pasteurization process takes out a lot of the enzymes and the natural ways that milk uh, is healthy for you, the, the pasteurization process, which gives it a long shelf life, actually makes it almost like a toxic liquid for your body. Um, but... Uh, Anyways, I wanted to show that interesting little picture there with invest in stocks and bonds, <laughs> not stocks and bonds. So today we're going to talk about uh, some interesting things that are coming out of Ukraine. Before we get into our main news stories that I kind of prefaced, um, I wanted to cover this topic is um, it, it is up to us to break generational trauma. And as the world enters into kind of a lawless, crazy state where right is wrong and wrong is right, it is up to us as individuals to not pass down our iniquities, our sins to our children. And, uh, and this is reflected in um, this uh, verse I wanted to read for everyone right here. And it says, the Lord is slow to anger and abounding in love, devotion, forgiving iniquity and transgression. 
Yet he will by no means leave the guilty unpunished, and he will visit the iniquity of the fathers upon the children to the third and fourth generation. And, uh, and of course, this is in the context of Moses interceding for the people in uh, Numbers chapter 14. But uh, the reason I was sharing this meme in relation to this Bible verse is because the significance of the, the time we're entering into where what is wrong is promoted as something that is good and what is right as politically correctness takes over what we're allowed to speak about, what we're allowed to teach about in the schools and, and, uh, and, and what we're allowed to like discuss with our friend groups, right? Uh, political um, correctness has turned what is wrong into what's right as the scriptures mm -hmm. kind of forewarn. And, and that is why it is so important for each individual to be the, the, foundation upon which the next generation can build off of and if you stand up for what you believe in if you stand up for um uh for your bodily sanctity when it comes to medical decisions for example when it when it comes to uh what media and and things you promote to your children what decisions <laughs> you give them whether it's allowing them to choose their gender at age five when they have no understanding are you going to go along with these agendas? Because imagine how terrible uh, the next few generations are going to be as we draw farther and farther away from biblical morality. Uh, which yeah, is a our foundation. future leaders, our future leaders. I mean, they, they have to be taught the right way. Yes. Or exactly. kind of screwed here, you know. And uh, And this leads us into our next little picture here. While it can be depressing that the world is going so bonkers and and the bad guys seem to always be winning, you know the the elite are pushing their agenda forward. The the groomers are making their moves, right? We have to recognize that uh, our perception creates our reality. And while we are in a time that is very polarizing. Uh, just as in this picture, somebody looks at the B, somebody looks mm -hmm. at, we're going to say the B represents the collapse, the collapse of society as we know it, where the line in the sand is being drawn and, and those who believe in what they believe have to stand up and lose all of the, the comforts that they might have had at one time. But to stand up for what you believe in can mean one of two things, right? It can be very scary for some people in this reality as society collapses as war drums are drumming and as uh famine and whatnot comes we can look at it from two different perspectives we can look at it fearfully or we can look at it like this woman on the left side hand of the picture as an opportunity to level up as individuals as families to finally take those steps out of babylon and to start enacting the very things we know were going to be good for us from the very beginning. But we just didn't have that that kick in the butt, so to speak, to get out the door and make it happen. To to go out and start gardening. To go out and start making those relationships. To to investing in stocks and bonds like that our first picture showed, right? Mm -hmm. But some people, they're going to look at this time and they're going to be very fearful. They're going to be fear-mongering. Oh, the... The bad stuff, the bad guys, they're going to win. You know, the the population's going to be taken out. You know, all these terrible things that are very likely, sometimes when you look at the biblical narrative, like in the book of Revelation, 
it's like a third of the earth is destroyed and a third of the earth is burned up and a third of the earth dies. But if you think about it, if people are using this collapse of society as we know it as a kick in the butt to walk in righteousness, to be more set apart in our families, to be stronger willed, to grow closer to God, then it's just like the woman on the left who looks at the collapse, looks at the bee, and instead of it representing poison and death and the end of all that we know, it's the end of the world as we know it. <laughs> it's the end of the world as we know it. But I'll be, I feel fine, right? <laughs> well, it, that's what it is. That's what's happening right now, Jeremiah, is the end of the world as we know it, right? And that's terrifying to some people, but yep. also can be very beautiful to others. Absolutely. Yeah, 100% agree with you. The future is what we make it in this moment. Yeah, it, and sometimes tough events, right? Mm -hmm. Bad things create beautiful opportunities. And that's what brings me to this next picture. Uh, we have to recognize that the guy who looked at the bee as poisonous, right? Didn't recognize it as honey or uh, something valuable. Uh, this would fall into the category of people that are comfortable in Babylon, com comfortable in the system of the world that has all its fruities and lollies that you can, you know, uh, you know, all the fancies that you just don't want to give up. Right. And this is what it says. Comfort is a drug. And once you get used to it, it becomes addicting and give a weak person consistent stimulation, good food, cheap entertainment, and they'll throw their ambitions out the window and the comfort zone is where dreams go to die. And, uh, and that's, wow. that's, that's deep. It, it really is, man. It is tied to this whole topic of, can we look at the changes in the world as something terrible and, and, and fear provoking, or can we look at it as something that's going to get us out of our comfort zone to grow like a, like a moth in a cocoon, right? To, to right. eventually spread our wings and to be the people that we were always meant to be because the system has been trying to keep us to asleep all of our lives. Anyways, I, I know I kind of went on a, a rampage rant there. <laughs> no, it's all good, uh, man. I feel the same uh, way. Couldn't have said it better myself. There's uh, something I wanted to share here. Um, it's, it's kind of alarming uh, when it's illegal on sites like YouTube, well, it's against the rules, right, to advertise things to children because they're so moldable in their uh, ambitions and their desires that even just a, a little bit of a, uh, a kid's advertisement can really sway the kid to say, mom, get me your credit card. Let's go do this or that. Well, something uh, alarming that I've noticed, and I'm not—I'm going to be very careful with my words as I share this—that uh, I've noticed on several uh, meme sites and and different platforms is targeted advertising regarding mm. the hokey, you know what? And uh, and I'm seeing stuff like this, man. Mm. The blankety blank extravaganza. Come on and get it and receive a free gift card. Oh my gosh. And this is popping up as targeted advertisement. Now, I live in Kentucky, and so this is popping up as a targeted advertisement for people in Kentucky, but I know this is happening all across the land. And 
it, it's it's kind of like reminds me of that uh that statement of hey if the government shows up on your door and bangs and says hey we're the government we're here to help you don't take their help because they <laughs> they have an agenda behind it and uh and i know we saw this back in 2020 2021 uh people being coerced into medical decisions by donuts free beer free whatever uh here in kentucky there was even an opportunity to get a ticket for the lottery if you participated in the biggest experiment of man on mankind that has ever been conducted right right uh, and uh and it's just so crazy that even now what they're promoting to give to children six months old and up is labeled under emergency use authorization which is uh really troubling because that that takes away somebody's ability for medical retribution in the case of adverse reactions and so i'm not going to go any farther than that i've been very vague and <laughs> talking about this and, and i didn't you know want to get too much into that because we don't want any more strikes on youtube but uh just had to show that that's what's coming against the next generation is uh we got to be propaganda aware it's propaganda it's just, it's just propaganda Exactly. And uh, and talking about defending our children from the agendas that be, found this beautiful painting done by a student. Um, it, it, it pictures a father figure, you know, blocking the rainbow of color. <laughs> so we're going to be talking about Skittles. You know, Skittles' theme is uh, taste the rainbow, right? Well, oh Disney my gosh. I never thought of that, taste the rainbow. Now I get it. Exactly. Oh. <laughs> Disney wants you to taste their rainbow and uh, it's up to us to protect the next generation from the agendas that they're slipping in in all these different places. And so I thought this was a pretty creepy yet telling uh, piece of artwork. Um, but in relation to this, um, it, this is all tied together, guys. This is all connected. Is just recently, 10 British pedos are uh, pedophiles hunting Ukrainian children have been expelled from Poland. Previously convicted pedophiles are pretending to be volunteers helping refugees. And, uh, and I know this is crazy. This just came out on July 25th. But um, as people are being uh, exiting Ukraine as refugees, predators are preying on these children. And, uh, and it just this big you know sting operation where these 10 british guys were exposed expelled from poland because they're like masquerading as angels of light you know as these helpers of children who who left the hard times of ukraine just to fall into other hard times if you know what i mean epstein black book can just go there problem solved <laughs> right it's so well, disgusting it yeah, it is, man. It, it This is something super alarming because just recently, people speaking out against grooming behavior, people speaking out against people who are engaging in this this predatory uh, lifestyle, um, they're being protected by big media organizations like Twitter, who now just added the word groomer as what? one of their ban list words. So you can no longer call out people as being groomers, which is a term that in indicates somebody who's who's processing a child for 
predatory behavior. Mm-hmm. Um, but check this out. At this point, you're far more likely to get banned by big tech for complaining about the sexualization of children than you are for engaging in it. And that is uh, just so traumatically terrible uh, that this is what's being uh, fostered in our society. And and we all hear the rumors about those elite that are up in the echelons of society that are getting away with this predatory behavior. Um, but, man, it's just it's crazy now now you can't even use that term groomer on twitter without being flagged because they think it's offensive and bullying behavior to call people out for that behavior well now they're it's like they're almost encouraging it it's like with all these groups that are are quote different they're putting putting pedos in that group which is not okay you can't normalize something that is uh, hurting the child and hurting everyone around the child because it, it's just they can't protect that and and it's like they're starting to and and it's sad to see you yes. know when when sexuality is opened up to a varying spectrum and it's not black or white right and it's opened up to this gray zone then the the evil that lurks in this gray area of sexuality that has been uh, protected by political correctness. Oh, you're not able to speak out against the LGBTQ community. You're not able to call them out for the fact that it's kind of weird that they want to go in and talk with your five to 10 year olds about alternate sexuality. Why do kids under that age in any circumstance need to weigh their options or figure out what it would be like to be a gay man or or whatever it, whenever you open that up it opens the door to adding the letter onto the the alphabet soup people which is the letter p and the alphabet and community that, yeah and uh man it's just it's so crazy this is something that comes along with a degraded view of sexuality that's outside of biblical morals traditional morality that is you know sexual activity should be between a man and a woman and and that you know under the the understanding of what the bible defines as the proper prerequisite for that so there's another thing that's coming out man not only just the crazy push for the pee people but look this cannibalism has a time and a place and some recent books films and shows suggest that the time is now can you stomach it um, so is that this a joke? Is an article. No, this is an article that this came is out. clown world. We're, we live in clown world. You heard it here first. <laughs> it, it's actually something that uh, is listed in several places as a curse that falls on mankind uh, where, you know, therefore your fathers shall eat their sons in your midst and your sons shall eat their fathers. And it's all about the judgment. And, and though any of you who survive, I will scatter to the winds and, Throughout the scriptures, it, it tells us that as moral de- depravity comes in, as all of these um, examples of the degradation of biblical society happen, so followed this uh, aptitude to eat human flesh, right? And, that was so crazy. Uh, just recently, uh, they actually had, you know, the 
you ever heard of that wonder meat or the the uh yes it's it's like the vegetarian yes meat alternative that they about are <laughs> they're having people come in to make a human meat tasting version <laughs> vegan human tasting meat right and the question is is how the heck do you know what human meat tastes like, yo? And why right? are you making vegan versions of it? And how is a vegan gonna care what a why? Why would you mm -mm. make a? So you know, you guys can so you know do your own research on that. But there's um, an old movie about where they eat human people. Was that Total Recall? Or what? What movie is that, Opa? What is it? Soylent Green. Soylent Green, yeah. It's like we're we're coming to those times, but uh, you know what ma you know what mad cow disease is, right? Isn't that when a cow eats another cow, and it goes crazy? It, I mean, that sounds right. Like I, I haven't done much research into mad cow disease, but wouldn't humans do people... the same thing? I mean, wouldn't that just make you go insane? You would think. I, I've heard cannibals in like the Amazon and and uh, tribes in Africa that eat people. They have certain issues that arise. Uh, maybe they just go crazy. The proteins in human meat are just not meant to be consumed by other humans. Um, just, uh, nor nor would I want to try it. <laughs> I do not want to try it, that. You know, a part of the justification for this is the whole, oh, climate change, and oh, we have to find alternative proteins. and It's a circle of life. <laughs> yeah, I... It's it's crazy. I, I mean, already uh, they have um, pushed uh, my my wife. You know, we have two children, so uh, they already push for it as a health beneficial thing to consume your own placenta, which is super gross. <clears throat> but that's actually pushed on a vast majority of newborn mothers or, or mothers with newborns. Um, and so that's a type of cannibalism, if you think about it, that uh, even that is actually mentioned in the scriptures, uh, which is pretty interesting because it's not a good thing <laughs> when it mentions that practice. Um, scary times, scary clown world. It's totally backwards than what it was just recently. Like a couple years ago, I feel like it was normal. Maybe we're in an alternate reality. That's what it feels like sometimes. Yeah, I mean, what's the it's great CERN? It's either it's CERN. <laughs> the, the great reset or the great awakening is the two terms that I've heard balanced with each other and and um you know, this we're talking about food. This goes into my first major article that I wanted to share with you guys and it says this um Skittles according to Metro Co UK Skittles are unfit for human consumption. A lawsuit recently claims and it says tasting the rainbow may come with nasty side effects <laughs> now my wife and I you know in the past we, we we are fond of Skittles you know we, oh, we always me like too. sour Skittles oh yeah uh, but it, it just goes to show you that we don't know what we're eating you know, anything that is mass-produced by these big corporations they could literally be giving us anything and and when we talk about how the beautification of cannibalism is coming about who knows what they're slipping into our McDonald's patties or mm -hmm. you know, what what we're eating when we go to that restaurant where the cook in the back's whipping something up and 
You know, it might taste good covered it's in mystery sauce, meat. But you have it's mystery meat. That's what my mom used to call it when I was growing up. Mystery meat. We don't know what's in that. We don't know what's in there at all. Same with the candy. I mean, there's uh, if you look at some of the and on the back of the labels, some of it's like uh, the the if anything that you can't pronounce, you should probably look up, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, and it, it all it all ties in with the dumbing down of mankind agenda, the neuterization of mankind agenda, the all the different the the pharmaceutical uh, catch agenda, tr trying to get people sick so that you can become a lifelong customer. All of these are tied together. And uh, just to finish off this article about rainbow candy, uh, it says it, um, a, a leading class action lawsuit in California accuses the firm of failing to adequately, adequately warn customers of the presence of TIOT, titanium dioxide, which is a white coloring agent that's commonly used in confectionery as well as cakes, candles, toothpaste, and paint. And... Um, Here's what, where it gets interesting. European lawmakers banned TiO2 as a food additive in March. That's because there are some concerns it may result in genotoxicity or the damage to DNA, which may over time cause cancer. And we already know that recent you know, pushes for certain medical decisions affect DNA. Mm -hmm. you know, the, the technology behind that procedure affects DNA. It, no wonder that the GMOs we eat and the candy we eat also are are kind of uh, less dramatic precursors to the medical decision over the past two years because they all seem to be affecting DNA. And, um, you know, I, I don't know if you've ever heard the term of uh, how DNA uh, could be related to the creator's book of life, you know, this is his signature on mankind, his, his proof that we are a created being that is so unique that, that something that is so, uh, that, that traces back to the beginning of mankind, right? No mm -hmm. wonder that the evil agendas that be want to alter and taint my God given DNA, so to speak. And, um, well, I know they, they like solve they solve crazy. cold cases now with DNA and like if you submit DNA now they can find one of your relatives and then they can find you like uh, they caught the Golden State Killer uh, he was on the run for forever and they recently caught him the last couple of years using uh, forget what they call it familial DNA and it's like DNA testing but what what happens when they mess with our DNA is that gonna mess up that whole system of catching the bad guys you know what i mean there's a whole a whole nother can of worms right there yeah i i know with gmo products there are patents for the particular order of those genetics that companies can own the genetic sequence of a gmo product and so if a human becomes gmo does that mean we can then have a you know a person place a patent on our new sequence and claim ownership because they're the ones that altered us and is this the whole you know plot of the enemy of our souls right to claim 
ownership of mankind because we're no longer the original creation. We are no longer uh, the the Adam of the garden. We are now this abomination. We are now this tainting of ge genetics. And um, it's just, it's you know, it, pretty crazy. The, the world we live in mm -hmm. and all the more reason um, why I wanted to bring up that verse that talked about epigenetics and the, you know, how the curses of our iniquity of our transgressions pass to future generations because there's uh, actually scientific proof that certain major life events and decisions are encoded in our genome encoded in our dna and these things could be passed on to our children and so if we think about our actions and the things we do and the the activities we engage in and how those things could very likely be encoded in the message we pass to our children when they are born when they are you know conceived mm -hmm. then it, it it takes it gives so much more gravity and weight to the decisions of is it important what we eat yes is it important what we do yes is it important uh to pay attention to the lifestyles we live because we're leaving lasting consequences on the next generation and as more and more generations fall into depravity, fall into terrible lifestyles of eating, of what they eat and uh, medical decisions, these long lasting impacts unto the third and fourth generation and possibly even further, right, could mm -hmm. have drastic consequences on mankind. Um, so um, moving on from that to our next uh, major article, uh, we have the topic of monkey pox. Are we going to be allowed to say that on YouTube or are they going <laughs> to, they're going to flag us. <laughs> I know there was a recent a thing petitioning to change the name of monkeypox because it was apparently racist. What? And if you think about it, um, only the left considers terms like monkeypox or monkey to apply to certain racial groups. So if you think about it, the most politically correct group out there is actually the most racist because they're like, Oh yeah, that that term's racist. Well, why is it racist? Well, it's because I apply that to certain racial groups. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you guys are nuts. Uh, anyways, let's let's get on to this article. Monkeypox is now declared a global health emergency by the WHO as cases surge. The global monkeypox outbreak has been declared a public health emergency of international concern. The strongest call to action the agency can make. In the seventh time such a declaration has been made since 2009, the most recently being for the, like a bad word we're not allowed to use unless we get flagged, mm -hmm. which has given the same label by the WHO in 2020 and follows a meeting of a committee of experts on Thursday. Public Health Emergency International Concern, or PHEIC, is defined by the WHO's international health regulations as extraordinary event, which is determined to constitute a public health risk to other states through the international spread of this disease to potentially require a coordinated international response. And this is what I wanted to highlight here and why it's uh, something we should be aware of to keep on our radars because we saw what happened with the last thing that was tar called a international community uh, issue, right? And how the lockdowns and the mandates that followed uh, really kind of 
separated those who will bow to the beast system and those who wouldn't. Mm-hmm. And it's not that I'm saying don't don't you know be aware because we do know that there are diseases that can spread and and and, and such. But apparently, it is affecting the homosexual community uh, at a greater, much greater percentage than anybody else. And this is all following, of course, last month, which was uh, dubbed <laughs> Gay Pride Month by the Western world, right? Everybody put flags up and and uh, and all the people who engage in that activity probably did it even more uh, rambunctiously. Uh, but mm-hmm. that brings us into our next uh, pretty graphic article, um, and uh, it's regarding this topic. So um, this is a man uh, who caught monkeypox, who is from the demographic group that I'm talking about. And it says, I literally screamed out loud in pain my two weeks of monkeypox hell. And a New Yorker describes his harrowing ordeal to receive care through a system under-equipped to handle another pandemic. And it says, I got monkeypox and it's been a total nightmare. So this is what I guess it looks like. Um, And it says, when New York Pride Festivals kicked off on the 24th of June, I was aware that monkeypox was an emerging issue, especially for gay men. (laughs) But I was also under the impression that the number of cases was relatively small. And then we get into, I had sex with several guys over the weekend. And then a week later on July 1st, I started feeling very fatigued, high fever, chills, muscle aches, lymph nodes swollen, negative CV test, and guess what he comes up with? Monkey pox. <laughs> um, and uh, it, it gets into pretty gruesome details of his symptoms. Uh, they all started up in his butthole. <laughs> oh my gosh. And, and that's where monkeypox broke out and then covered his entire body. Um, and, uh, and of course, the outbreak of monkeypox following the internationally now accepted month of uh, June. Uh, of course, we know what they were pushing during that month. And this is the kind of people that it's uh, saying broke out with this international concern, right? Yeah, but we're not allowed to call them out being conservatives because, you know, uh, they're heroes. They're supposed to be heroes, right? But yet this is happening to them, and it's like, do you have no common sense? Like, think about it. But yeah, I feel like that's common sense is not common anymore. It's it's just interesting that as degradation of moral values happens. And, and we're not just harping on the homosexual community, right? Like, Mm-mm. sin is sin. There's no worse sin than other sins. Now, I, I will say that, like, being a pedo, you deserve death, right? Oh, yeah. And our current system defends certain, you know, things. But there is a biblical mandate for why curses and plagues come on mankind. And, uh, and I had to read this in relation to what we just learned it says in romans um chapter one it it kind of pretty much lays out exactly what's happening wherefore god also gave them up to uncleanness through the lusts of their own hearts to dishonor their own bodies between themselves who changed the truth of god into a lie you know what's good is wrong what's wrong is right and 
and worshipped and served the creature more than the creator who is blessed forever. Amen. And for mm -hmm. this cause, God gave them up into vile affections, for even their women did not change the natural use into that which is against nature. And likewise, also the men, leaving the natural use of a woman, and burned in lust one towards another, men and men with men, working with which unseemly, and received in themselves the recompense of the error which was meet. So I know I'm in a kind of a, you know, really old translation, but if we uh, jump down to like an English Standard Version edition and look at this same verse, it, it, it dictates here that um, committing shameless acts with men and receiving in themselves, such as in their bodies, the penalty for their error. And it's not that I, I'm trying to harp on the homosexual community. It's that it is a loving action to warn against the curses which sin brings. It's a loving act to say, hey, look, I know it, you call it hate speech to disagree with your lifestyle, but it's love speech to warn you of what the creator of mankind tells us happens when you turn an error away from his ways and you, you engage in these acts that he says we shouldn't. And it's not to harp on you. It's not to bash you over the head. It's to warn you of what comes whenever you completely reject the truth of righteousness, uh, the, the code of mankind that he gave us so that we could know what blessings brought and know what curses brought. And, and it finishes off and says, and since they did not see fit to acknowledge God, God gave them up to a debased mind to do what ought not be done. And they were filled with all manner of unrighteousness, evil, covetousness, malice, envy, murder, strife, deceit, maliciousness, their gossips, slanderers, haters of God, insolent, haughty, boastful, inventors of evil, disobedient to parents, foolish, faithless, heartless, ruthless. And though they know God's righteous decree, that those who practice such things deserve to die, they not only do them, but give approval to those who practice them. And it's it's the, some, the same thing that we see here in the book of Revelation of those who take the mark of the beast. You know, it's the full fulfillment of those who reject the ways of God and turn to their own man-made idols, right? And because they don't repent, they receive the plague. And, and so it says... And I heard a, a Revelation 16 talks about one of the seven bowls of wrath and says, I heard a loud voice from the temple telling the seven angels, go and pour out on the earth the seven bowls of the wrath of God. And so the first angel went and poured out his bowls on the earth and harmful and painful sores came upon people who bore the mark of the beast and worshiped his image. So we're hmm. talking about monkey pox, right? We're looking yep. at, look at these things, right? Painful harmful, gross, nasty, awful sores break out all over these people's bodies in the book of Revelation who have rejected the, the Most High, who have accepted the mark of the beast. And, and while monkeypox uh, might just be a precursor, you know, calling people who are uh, in majority getting this disease to repentance, right? It, it, it's all about calling people hey, it's not too late. If you're receiving this curse, if you're receiving these plagues and these judgments, it's not too late. Repent. Re confess your sins. 
draw close to the creator of mankind repent and and and, and call on the name of yeshua to be saved right and mm. and that's what this is all about is is you know these plagues that are falling on mankind is is uh is what we're seeing is starting to come about uh in more and more frequency um our final article today is um regarding the current war in ukraine the proxy war of the united states and uh the western world against russia and um i wanted to read this interesting article about drone technology that is being used to uh bolster the ukrainian so to speak but also it's, it, it almost shows you the type of technology that is being groomed for the modern era of war and um and this is a post from the jerusalem post and it says what is the phoenix ghost drone that is set to be used in ukraine and it's an interesting uh, article about this new technology and the phoenix ghost is a type of loitering munition meaning it remains airborne for extended period of time before acquiring a target it says the United States is sending over 500 ghost drones to Ukraine as part of its $270 million package Thanks, that the Joe U.S. Biden. Department of Defense... I know, right? It's like, how much of that money could have been used to bolster the American people, the American community? All of it. In, all of it. Billions of dollars worldwide, but even from the U.S. itself, are being poured into this proxy war and and we're just basically throwing rocks at the big red bull right we're throwing rocks at the big bear saying hey 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 you know mm -hmm. you, you're not gonna do nothing about it we're gonna give it's it's almost like let's make an analogy of it you have a bully and you have a a, a kid or whatever right and the world paints russia as the bully and you have the kid and you're another kid and you walk up to the kid and say hey I'm not going to get involved in the fight between you and the bully, but here's a handgun, and here's a, a, a katana, and here's a rocket launcher, and you go have fun. And the bully, the whole time, is watching you shout to the, the world that you're handing this destructive man-killing munitions to the kid to fight in the battle. How do you think the bully is going to react? He's going to point his finger at you and say, Look up, what's up, buddy? Mm. You know what? You're, you're, you're going to be part of the fight before long is kind of what I'm getting at. And um, Anyways, just want to read a little bit more about the technology. It says, the drone can fit inside a backpack and can hang in the air for six hours. It has infrared guidance, meaning that it can operate at night and destroy medium armored targets. 580 of such units... About 350, uh, about 350 destroy targets in the close rear. Um, and so I, I wanted to read about this topic because it shows us the technology that's being used in this modern rendition of warfare. And, and while we have to keep in mind that the Second Amendment is to protect the people from a tyrannical government, when we look at this proxy war in Ukraine, it can really get our heads wrapped around if world war does break out mm -hmm. what type of technology will be used against you likely mm -hmm. possibly in the case of war right and so the question would be is 
how good's your aim? You know, can you take out drones? <laughs> you know, right? mm-hmm. Are you are you prepared to fight warfare against unmanned uh, ordinances that are just being flown over you with a joystick? Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, right now, that's what the Russians are dealing with. But um, it's always good to be aware of the technology that's being used in these conflicts. Uh, also, the the red flag of you know the fact that we are engaged in a proxy war right now with. Uh, Russia with um, uh, East Asia, you know, how India, China, Russia are all banding together um, because it's right now it's being painted as East versus West. And and this is not to fear monger, but to just prepare us for how these military uh, bodies are engaging in the conflict and what it will be like if it ever is brought to uh, home turf, right? Mm-hmm. Well, it kind of looks like really good aim shooting some drones out of the sky because it looks like they're really liking to use them in warfare in this day and age. Well, I have a drone. I'll take one down if I have to. I got a little tiny one. May not do much damage, but... Yeah, I uh, I think... <laughs> drones are cool like I, I don't so you you have a drone have you have you f- i've flown it right into a tree first time i got it i <laughs> flew it up and it got stuck in a tree and almost caught fire and then i had to send it back and then i got a new one and then uh i haven't been able to use it since because uh i have cats so my little cat charlie likes to that. knock it off the table knock it off and break it so wow. but i just can't uh, you know, I, I know it's a cool thing, but it, it's hard to to use it for anything uh, realistically, unless you're just shooting video with it, which would be cool. But it's a, it's like a little eighty dollar drone. Sweet. Nothing that could take out Sweet. that thing, though, for sure. Well, I don't know. You could probably fly it into like a, a military drone and blow it up in the sky by bumping did, into it or something I don't, <laughs> did i tell you about what uh where where i live the the there's a cvs or a walgreens it's right down the road and they have drones there and it's a trial thing where they're delivering people's medication and i took a bunch of photos of it because there were three stations and they were big big drones and we just thought it was weird me and my girlfriend were like oh what is that like it looked like like a fema camp kind of but uh many one but with just a bunch of drones it's crazy. I don't know if that has anything to do with what we're talking about, but I thought it was interesting. <laughs> yeah, I know they've talked about Amazon delivery drones. They've talked a lot about just how drones are being used in the modern world uh, in recent years. And it, it's just interesting. It's like now now it's used for warfare. Now it's used for uh, surveillance, for photography, whatever. Um, it, it's just crazy. The technology that's coming out in today's world and um yeah it's it's a uh, just something to keep on our radar yep absolutely all right that's all the current news that i wanted to cover today um we can move on to the next segment i guess awesome thanks jake all right now uh we have a new we have a new opa's corner one of my favorite segments so uh if you want to go ahead and take it away opa Ecken, das ist es nicht mein Hut. 
Welcome to another episode of Opa's Corner. Let's start off with a couple of interesting videos. The first is from Giemba Sands presentation on how different animals fight. Recently, we had to have our dog's claws cut. This next video represents the ordeal quite well. <laughs> That's all for the videos. And now, let's go to the funnies. This edition of the Funnies will concentrate on music. There's something happening here for what it's worth. Stop! Hey! What's that sound? Everybody look what's going down. Cat Stevens in therapy. Doc, I'm being followed by a moon shadow. Moon shadow? Moon shadow. Folsom Prison Blues. I see the light a-coming, refracting round the bend. I ain't seen a rainbow 
since I don't know when. Imagine there's no thunder, it's easy if you try. No hellish noises coming from the sky. Imagine all the people not using fireworks. This song gets me every time. Yesterday, all the humans would be gone all day. <laughs> now it's like they never go away. Oh, I believe in yesterday. That's Wooly good. Nelson. Llamas don't let you babas grow up to be cowboys. Jerry Lee Lewis's doctor visit. <laughs> I know. So, him. you say she shakes her nerves and rattles her brains? Goodness gracious. Oh, yeah, that reminds me. There's something else you need to see. From the movie The Sound of Apathy. Raindrops on roses and stepping on faces. Cries of disgust when I barf on shoelaces. Scratching <laughs> the sofa, then hearing them shout. These are a few of the things I don't care about. True. Mozart as a child. Don't use that tone with me. Let's get out of here. This place is nothing but treble. I don't care if it's rated G sharp. I heard it has lots of sax and violins. You'll be in charge of the music down here. Good evening. I'm Alfredo, here for your evening dining pleasure. George Jetson was a 40-year-old dad in 2062. That means he was born this year. Hmm. That's all for the funnies today. We hope you enjoyed Opa's Corner. My hood, der hat drei Ecken. Drei Ecken hat mein Hut. Und hat er nicht drei Ecken, dann ist es nicht mein Hut. Wow, thanks, Opa. That was a great Opa's Corner. It's so funny that the cat ones are exactly what cats do. So my cats do. I was really interested in the George Jetson one. <clears throat> I wonder if there's any pre-programming there with him being born in 2022, you know? That, that's mm. really, I'd, I'd never thought about that. Um, interesting. Still want my flying car. Anyways. <laughs> All right, well, it's time for history. Okay, so in this crazy leftist world, this clown world, Opa sent me this clip of Ronald Reagan way back October 27th, 1964, of him talking about exactly what they're still doing today. So go ahead and roll it. Mm -hmm. 
Well, I think it's time we ask ourselves if we still know the freedoms that were intended for us by the founding fathers. Not too long ago, two friends of mine were talking to a Cuban refugee, a businessman who had escaped from Castro. And in the midst of his story, one of my friends turned to the other and said, we don't know how lucky we are. And the Cuban stopped and said, how lucky you are. I had some place to escape to. And in that sentence, he told us the entire story. If we lose freedom here, there's no place to escape to. This is the last stand on earth. And this idea that government is beholden to the people, that it has no other source of power except the sovereign people, is still the newest and the most unique idea in all the long history of man's relation to man. This is the issue of this election. Whether we believe in our capacity for self-government or whether we abandon the American Revolution and confess that a little intellectual elite in a far distant capital can plan our lives for us better than we can plan them ourselves. You and I are told increasingly we have to choose between a left or right. Well, I'd like to suggest there is no such thing as a left or right. There's only an up or down. Man's old, old age dream, the ultimate in individual freedom consistent with law and order, or down to the ant heap of totalitarianism. And regardless of their sincerity, their humanitarian motives, those who would trade our freedom for security have embarked on this downward course. In this vote harvesting time, they use terms like the great society, or as we were told a few days ago by the president, we must accept a greater government activity in the affairs of the people. But they've been a little more explicit in the past, and among themselves, and all of the things I now will quote have appeared in print, these are not Republican accusations. For example, they have voices that say, the Cold War will end through our acceptance of a not undemocratic socialism. Another voice says the profit motive has become outmoded. It must be replaced by the incentives of the welfare state. Or our traditional system of individual freedom is incapable of solving the complex problems of the 20th century. Senator Fulbright has said at Stanford University that the Constitution is outmoded. He referred to the president as our moral teacher and our leader. And he says he is hobbled in his task by the restrictions of power imposed on him by this antiquated document. He must be freed so that he can do for us what he knows is best. And Senator Clark of Pennsylvania, another articulate spokesman, defines liberalism as meeting the material needs of the masses through the full power of centralized government. Well, I for one resent it when a representative of the people refers to you and me, the free men and women of this country, as the masses. This is a term we haven't applied to ourselves in America. But beyond that, the full power of centralized government, this was the very thing the founding fathers sought to minimize. They knew that governments don't control things. A government can't control the economy without controlling people. And they know when a government sets out to do that, it must use force and coercion to achieve its purpose. They also knew, those founding fathers, that outside of its legitimate functions, government does nothing as well or as economically as the private sector of the economy. So now we declare war on poverty, or you too can be a Bobby Baker. <laughs> now do they honestly expect us to believe that if we add one billion dollars to the 45 billion we're spending, one more program to the 30-odd we have, and remember, this new program doesn't replace any. It just duplicates existing programs. Do they believe that poverty is suddenly going to disappear by magic? Well, Yet any time you and I question the schemes of the do-gooders, we're denounced as being against 
their humanitarian goals. They say we're always against things, we're never for anything. Well, the trouble with our liberal friends is not that they're ignorant, it's just that they know so much that isn't so. <laughs> now, we're for a provision that destitution should not follow unemployment by reason of old age. And to that end, we've accepted Social Security as a step toward meeting the problem. But we're against those entrusted with this program when they practice deception regarding its fiscal shortcomings, when they charge that any criticism of the program means that we want to end payments to those people who depend on them for a livelihood. They've called it insurance to us in a hundred million pieces of literature. But then they appeared before the Supreme Court and they testified it was a welfare program. They only used the term insurance to sell it to the people. And they said Social Security dues are a tax for the general use of the government. And the government has used that tax. There is no fund. Because Robert Byers, the actuarial head, appeared before a congressional committee and admitted that Social Security as of this moment is $298 billion in the hole. But he said there should be no cause for worry because as long as they had the power to tax, they could always take away from the people whatever they needed to bail them out of trouble. And that is the issue of this campaign that makes all the other problems I've discussed academic, unless we realize we're in a war that must be won. Those who would trade our freedom for the soup kitchen of the welfare state have told us they have a utopian solution, a peace without victory. They call their policy accommodation. And they say if we'll only avoid any direct confrontation with the enemy, he'll forget his evil ways and learn to love us. All who oppose them are indicted as warmongers. They say we offer simple answers to complex problems. Well, perhaps there is a simple answer, not an easy answer, but simple. If you and I have the courage to tell our elected officials that we want our national policy based on what we know in our hearts is morally right, we cannot buy our security, our freedom from the threat of the bomb by committing an immorality so great as saying to a billion human beings now enslaved behind the Iron Curtain, give up your dreams of freedom, because to save our own skins, we're willing to make a deal with your slave masters. Alexander Hamilton said, a nation which can prefer disgrace to danger is prepared for a master and deserves one. Now let's set the record straight. There's no argument over the choice between peace and war, but there's only one guaranteed way you can have peace, and you can have it in the next second, surrender. Admittedly, there's a risk in any course we follow other than this, but every lesson of history tells us that the greater risk lies in appeasement. And this is the specter our well-meaning liberal friends refuse to face, that their policy of accommodation is appeasement. And it gives no choice between peace and war, only between fight or surrender. If we continue to accommodate, continue to back and retreat, eventually we have to face the final demand, the ultimatum. And what then? When Nikita Khrushchev has told his people, he knows what our answer will be. He has told them that we're retreating under the pressure of the Cold War, and someday, when the time comes to deliver the final ultimatum, our surrender will be voluntary, because by that time, we will have been weakened from within spiritually, morally, and economically. He believes this because from our side, he's heard voices pleading for peace at any price, or better read than dead. Or as one commentator put it, he'd rather live on his knees than die on his feet. And therein lies the road to war, because those voices don't speak for the rest of us. You and I know 
and do not believe that life is so dear and peace so sweet as to be purchased at the price of chains and slavery. If nothing in life is worth dying for, when did this begin? Just in the face of this enemy? Or should Moses have told the children of Israel to live in slavery under the pharaohs? Should Christ have refused the cross? Should the patriots at Concord Bridge have thrown down their guns and refused to fire the shot heard round the world? The martyrs of history were not fools. And our honored dead who gave their lives to stop the advance of the Nazis didn't die in vain. Where then is the road to peace? Well, it's a simple answer after all. You and I have the courage to say to our enemies, there is a price we will not pay. There is a point beyond which they must not advance. This is the meaning in the phrase of Barry Goldwater, peace through strength. Winston Churchill said the destiny of man is not measured by material computations. When great forces are on the move in the world, we learn we're spirits, not animals. And he said there's something going on in time and space and beyond time and space, which whether we like it or not, spells duty, own destiny. Thank you very much. Make America great again. Make America great again. Together, we will make America great again. So what are your thoughts about that, Jake, that video? Did it blow your mind? Just the things he was talking about. Wow. Um, it really, he was painting the difference between the left and the right, which was the left believes in the increase in government overreach, the increase in government services and and their encroachment upon everyday life. And then the right believes in government, but a more controlled, limited style of government that gives range to free enterprise. And, um, and so him painting those two differences is very interesting because to me, it's so important for us to understand what the support of various political parties means in the long run, because a lot of people, they like the, the nice things that politicians say, but they don't recognize how it'll play out in the worldwide stage and how it'll affect us on a day to day basis. So like for people that support the liberal left, they don't necessarily realize that they have to give up a lot of their individual, individual freedoms and rights over to big government because the left is all about big government. It's all about them reaching into your life and telling you exactly what to do. However, the benefit that they would see is, oh, you know, people are going to have all these amazing programs and things to take advantage of. And the more beholden to the system you are, the more you get to participate in all of the benefits. And so it's a, uh, it's a, a kind of a difference between the, the right, which is more of a limited government, free enterprise system, which says, let the public sector take care of those in need, let the public sector take care of economic growth and enterprise. And it was interesting how he talked about the social security issues back then, 
how they were like a couple billion dollars in the hole, like 200 something billion dollars in the hole. Mm -hmm. And while I was listening to the video, I looked it up and it says that we are now, as of a report in only 2018, four years ago, we were over $13 trillion in unfounded liability for social security. And, uh, and that's just like, hold on. Like back then they were all like, Oh, look, we're, billions of dollars in the hole well guess what now we're trillions of dollars in the hole and uh what does that look like for the benefits that the left is pushing it, it's you gotta shake your head out of it because when you recognize how in debt this system is how in the hole we are when you you hear them making all these promises about uh you know government health care of of institutional funding of uh medicare medicaid whether it's uh the green deal stuff you have to recognize that they're just saying we're going to keep the debt system rolling even more because our plans will cost exponentially more um than what we're currently spending if we get them all rolling and uh and and it's just like a, a system that can't stay inflated it can't stay afloat um, mm -hmm. it's just crazy to see that it's, it was happening way back then, the kind of the left and right battle, uh, and he was trying to warn on. everybody. He was trying to warn, you know, it could get more out of hand is what I interpret from that video. And yeah. I mean, like, like I always say, history is doomed to repeat itself if we don't know about it. So it's always good to, to have that reminder of what he was warning us way back then and to see where we are now so we can do something about it today right yeah it it makes me kind of marvel at how long they can keep a sinking ship afloat mm -hmm. because if they were billions of dollars in the whole way back in reagan's administration how, how this was but this is before had... he was this is before he ran for president this is in 1964 this is uh oh wow probably during his governor governorship in california when, when screen actors guild screen actors guild i think Oh, he was wow. he was the president of the Screen Actors Guild. Yeah, I, that that's really fascinating. That at that same time they were turning up a lot of the, you know, the Red Army ideology and being afraid of the communist takeover back then, while talking about you know the being in the hole, and now we have that kind of being dredged up with today's modern red scare phenomenon in the war in Ukraine and all the financial insecurity and collapse inevitability and all that kind of stuff. It's almost like to kind of justify our own mistakes and our own being in the hole, we kind of like wait for a war with the Russians and then we're like, mm -hmm. oh, see, look, <laughs> throw up our hands. Look, <laughs> it's not our fault. It's the red people. And then everybody's all scared. Everybody hates that they're losing their privileges and and all their comforts, and then they just get super anti-communist, super anti-red uh, colored nations, and then that just leads to like a scapegoat. In mm -hmm. my mind, is what it, it all points to is the Red Army, the communist stuff was almost like a scapegoat for social and political issues back then, and now it's becoming another one in today's world. Yep. All right. Well, how about how about some comedy? I know everybody has been loving the George Carlin clips that I've been playing. So in this divided world that we live in, at the end of the day, 
we're all the same. So let's roll a clip. Now I'd like to talk about a few things that bring us together, okay? Things that emphasize our similarities instead of our differences, which is all you ever hear about in this country is our differences. It's all I ever talk about. Politicians and the media always pushing the things that separate us, things that make us different. That's the way the ruling class operates in any society. They divide the rest of the people. They keep the lower and the middle classes fighting with each other so that they, the rich, can run off with all the f money. Fairly simple thing happens to work. Anything that's different about us, you know that's what they're pushing at you. Racial differences, religious, ethnic, national backgrounds, jobs, income, education, social status, sexuality. Anything they can do to keep us fighting with each other so that they can keep going to the bank. So, in the midst of stirring up myself a little bit from time to time, which I enjoy, I do like knowing I can always come back to those little things that make us all the same. Little moments we share, universal moments, things that are so unimportant to us we hardly ever mention them to each other. Do you ever look at your watch and then you don't know what time it is? <laughs> so you look again and you still don't know the time. And you look a third time and somebody says, what time is it? And you say, I don't know. Do you ever notice how sometimes all day Wednesday, you keep thinking it's Thursday? And it happens over and over all day long. And then the next day, you're all right again. <laughs> Do you ever find yourself standing in one of the rooms in your house and you can't remember why you went in there? And two words float across your mind, Alzheimer's disease. You ever been talking to yourself and somebody comes in the room and you have to make believe you were singing? And you hope to God the other person really believes there's a song called What Does She Think I Am? Some kind of <laughs> Little experiences we've all had. You ever been sitting in a railroad train in a station and there's another train sitting right next to you and one of them starts to move and you can't tell which one it is? <laughs> How about when you're out on a small boat on a windy day? You ever been out on a little boat, windy day, rough waters, rocking back and forth, trying to keep your balance in a little boat? You get back into the shore and you get on the dock and you could swear there was something inside of you that was still out there rocking around. Did you ever try to pick up a suitcase you thought was full, but it wasn't? And you go, boom. And for just a split second, you feel really strong. How about looking through a chain link fence? Did you ever notice if you're just the right distance from a chain link fence, sometimes it seems to go, boom. What is that? How do they do that? Do you ever try to tell somebody to have a little bit of dirt on their face? You can never get them to rub the right spot, can you? So you got a little bit of dirt right here. They always go, we're here! And you just want to slap the it, you know? Say no, right here near your eye. Do you ever notice how awful your face looks in a mirror in a restroom that has fluorescent lights? Every cut, scrape, scratch, scar, scab, bruise, boil, bump, pimple, zip, wart, welt, and abscess you've had since birth all seem to come back at the same time. And all you can think of is, I gotta get the f*** out of here before they think I really look like this. This is not my real face. 
Do you ever notice when you're walking with your arm around your date, sometimes one of you has to change the way you're walking? Men and women don't walk the same. One of them has to change. Either the man has to walk like this. Or the woman has to walk like this. Joey, how are you? How about when you're walking up a flight of stairs and you think there's one more step? And you go, Ooh. and then you have to kind of keep doing that, you know? So all the other people will think it's something you do all the time. I do this all the time. It's the third stage of syphilis. Same thing happens when you're going down the stairs, doesn't it? You could swear there was one more step. Holy shit. My hips are in my chest. When you drink grapefruit juice in the morning, do you go... <laughs> I do too. Why do we drink it? It's like ice cream throat. You know when you've been eating ice cream real fast and you get that frozen spot in the back of your throat and there's nothing you can do about it because you can't reach it to rub it, you just have to kind of wait for it to go away? Then it does. Then what do you do? Eat more ice cream! What are we, stupid? Did you ever go to sleep in the late afternoon, wake up after dark, and you don't know what day it is? And you think, maybe it's yesterday. How about when you're lying with your head on the pillow? Did you ever notice when you have your head on the pillow, if you close the bottom eye, the pillow is down there. Then if you switch eyes, the pillow moves up there. Whoa. Holy shit, Dave, look at this. The mystery of the moving pillow. I think it's related to the chain link fence mystery, my son. George Carlin is one of my favorite comedians of all time, and I love the truth that he speaks. Like it's like I always say, it's very important to laugh, and uh, and it's amazing that he's talking about in this divided world, we're all the same. We're all the same, no matter what we look like or who we are. We're all the same, and it's important to to remember that. You got any thoughts on it, Jake? Oh man, yeah, it's it's just great how he paints all these various topics. I've never seen anybody go through a list of different adjectives and and you know descriptors it's so fast. Like he had to be very well practiced before he went on stage. Cause oh yeah, the routines are amazing. You can't yeah. do that today anymore, or you'll be censored. Yeah, he, he had Thank this. Sharon, that was that was good. You enjoy that. Yeah, I always get the, I read it in the comments and everybody's like, ooh, George Carlin. Like, they're excited about it, so I thought I'd put another one in there. Okay, that's all I got for history. Thanks for, uh, thanks for watching. Let's go to War Memes. Meme me up, I guess. All right, Jake, all right. you got some memes for us? Yeah, I got a couple. Um... I saw this funny one. Sometimes I just want to walk into a Bible study when nobody knows me and start with Nephilim. 
you know, uh, one of the the great things that your dad helped bring to light in terms of the biblical historicity of why God had to like destroy whole people groups was all about the Nephilim, and it, and it really can meet some of those uh, questions that people have, like how could you believe in a God of the Bible who had these whole people groups slaughtered? Well, the mm-hmm. answer, my friends, is Nephilim. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That dude's hair always cracks me up. Always. Yeah. Like, he always has the suit and then the crazy hair. That's his thing. Every History Georgia. Channel show, the quote History Channel now, everything on history is not really history, I feel, anymore. But they all have yeah. one character like this guy, like with the crazy hair or the weird hat or whatever. It's their trademark. I know it's it's uh his name's Giorgio and he it's it makes me wonder if he normally his hair is like combed back and stuff and then as soon as they're about to start rolling he goes Oof, I'm ready or he gets a balloon <laughs> and just rubs it on his head and then yeah. gets all the static Oh man but, you know this is tied to some some things we talked about earlier is you know with the genetic manipulation of mankind through various medical treatments, our food, our diet, our, the things we, you know, are all of those things, uh, could they be leading to the future version of Nephilim? Like, could we be CRISPRing technology, uh, CRISPRing our tech, our, our DNA to lead us to a modern version of Nephilim? And, and could we be changing ourselves, uh, to, to create basically our fantasies come to life like you have the x-men movies could we be trying to create x-men super soldiers x-men everybody wants superpowers and i don't think people are that you know kind of scared of changing their genetics if that means they can like you know shoot webs or fly or whatever if if i if i could pick a superhero to be i'd be Catman. i don't know if that's a real superhero but i just want to fall asleep like cats do and they're just sitting there doing nothing. Like they can they can fall asleep standing up. So great. <laughs> so so it, it, it's hard to you don't have that superpower already. I do sometimes. I, I must admit I am Catman. <laughs> I am Catman. Awesome. Uh, my wife and I we are fans of uh, going out to hibachi grills and sushi restaurants. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just wanted to let everybody know if you're not into sushi, guess what? There's an alternative sushi for beginners oh i didn't know other people did that i thought i was the only one (laughs) rice and fish crackers that's funny so uh in relation to our discussion about politics today well uh i will take you to our leader the you know the aliens come they should take us to your leader and the lady goes i will take you to our leader if you take him with you (laughs) So, I figured you'd get a kick out of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't know if Biden would be able to tell the difference. Yeah, he'd be like, uh, <laughs> he'd be like national depression. And say a bunch of stuff oh, like that. They'd be like, what, what are you talking about? They'd have to read his mind, and I don't think they'd get a whole lot. But <laughs> Yeah, this is the time for uh, just reflecting. You know, if the aliens show up, the leader of the free world, we'll have nothing to worry about, right? right no. um so 
I talked earlier about, uh, you know, it's a time to improve ourselves. As we see the world collapsing around us, we can look at the sins in our life, the issues in our life, and we can clean them up and, and prepare for the next level up of mankind, right? To step into a whole new level of righteousness and manliness and, and family cohesion. And, and uh, there's other people, you know, they got to start where they can start, right? And so... Mm-hmm. It looks like this guy is about to make a breakthrough. Yes. <laughs> so if you can't tell, if you're listening, it's a, a gentleman with very saggy pants looking at a rack of belts. And uh, he, he's decided to turn a new leaf over in his life and and uh, maybe perhaps purchase uh, some belt. belt yeah, action. he definitely needs them. Maybe more than one. That's great. Oh, man. All right. That's all the memes I got for today. Awesome, man. Thank you. Name me up. All right, man. That was a great show. All right, everybody. Thank you for being here in episode nine of Skiba News Nation. I hope you enjoyed. And uh, please like, share, and subscribe and all that good stuff. And we'll see you in episode 10. Hey Skiba News Nation family, thank you for watching. Please like, share, and subscribe. You can also help support this channel by getting yourself some Skiba News Nation merch. Also, we are proud to announce that we are now on Patreon, where you will get bonus content, shoutouts, and much more. Thank you again for watching and helping us stay on the quest for truth. Huge shout out to all our Patreon supporters. Thank you so much for your support. We couldn't do this show without you. If you want to help support us, go to patreon.com forward slash Nation. Hey, Skiba News Nation family. My new book, Never Got to Say Goodbye, is now available. My book contains an up-close-and-personal account of who my father, Rob Skiba, truly was as a father and as a man. It includes over a hundred never-before-seen photos of my dad and our family. A portion of the proceeds are going towards funding our search for justice for my dad, Rob Skiba. Visit skibanewsnation.com forward slash book. Again, skibanewsnation.com forward slash book. To learn more about the book, our website will show you where and how you can purchase my book. Also, you can sign up to be notified when my mom's book is ready. Her book will be a first-hand account of the 40 days of terror that my dad and our family experienced at the hands of the medical system that completely denied him of his human rights and how they denied my mom's right to be my dad's medical power of attorney. Thank you so much for your support and for helping us stay on the quest for truth and carrying on my dad's legacy.